0: On Thursday, August twelfth, 1819, the Essex new captain was George Pollard, Jr., who had been working aboard this very ship for about seven months in the last four years. Both the Essex and the Chile were the last ships to set sail from the wharf for at least a month, hence all the inhabitants of Nantucket had a close eye on them preparing for departure the crew members were confused and a bit devastated while actually being aboard the ship seeing that this was not what they had imagined and thought they knew more than they actually did owen chase who was the first mate made sure the men carried out captain pollard's orders correctly or they would be scolded accordingly The men were placed into shifts, and picked by selecting natives of Nantucket against the strangers. Nickerson was chosen by chase, and each man was assigned a duty. On the first day of whaling, Captain Pollard gave a speech to the crew, and then dismissed them. The ship was divided into five main parts the captain's and officer's cabins steerage where the boat-steerers and young nantucketers lived the blubber room the forecastle, where the blacks lived and the hold many of the green hands experienced severe sea-sickness but regardless of this all hands were ordered on deck to prepare the ship for whaling Four days out of Nantucket, a large black cloud came from the southwest, and with the captain's detail to shorten the sails, the ship took a brutal beating. The rain, lightning, and waves destroyed the Essex sails, cookhouse, whaleboats, spare boats, and gears. But first mate Chase refused to allow Captain Pollard to go with the decision to return to Nantucket in fear that the men would abandon ship. Chapter 3 After stopping by Cape Verde for fresh provisions and Mayo for some hogs, the crew of the Essex ran into Ferdinand Gardner, the acting American consul, who sold them an old leaky whale boat. After passing the equator halfway between Rio de Janeiro and Buenos Aires, a whale was spotted after being at sea for more than three months. But upon harpooning the whale, the whale boat with Chase's team was sent flying in mid-air as another whale hit their boat with its massive tail. The men abandoned the hunt to retrieve Chase and his men, and returned to the Essex. Several days later, another sperm whale was spotted, and once again the men set out in their whale boats to harpoon the whale. After being harpooned, the boat crew were pulled by the whale, which became very aggressive, and upon pausing, the whale was stabbed with different tools in hopes of striking vital organs. The whale's spout began shooting blood as it choked on its own blood, threw up fish and squid remains, and beat the water until it died. This caused the sea around it to become bright red with blood. Before the butchering began, the whale was secured to the starboard side of the Essex. The first mates made a hole above the fin on the side of the whale and stuck a giant hook inside it. A five-foot strip was cut and then torn from the dead whale's carcass by pulling of the tackle by the windlass, slowly spinning it until all the blubber was removed. A hole was cut into the head of the whale to remove gallons of spermaceti, which was drained into buckets. Its intestinal tract was searched for ambergris, a substance that is used to make perfume and is very valuable. The blubber was cut into smaller chunks and boiled, The process of harvesting a whale could take up to three days, and so the men were covered in oil, blood, and smoke.